0: This is the BAM School Podcast, where we talk about business, adventure, and mission with your host, Buddy Rathmel. All right, so this is going to be my first solo podcast. I was going to title it, uh, Talking to Strangers and Adding Value Can Make You Rich, but um, really I think it's just the value of talking to strangers and, um, and adding value. The other night I was at a real estate investors meeting in Roanoke, Virginia, and the lady presenting was talking about how she makes about twice the value of an average rental because she rents per room and um, not per house. And she just explained all the things that she did. And part way through she talked about how they're eco-friendly homes and she had a tenant that offered to pay for the ins- insulation installation of insulation Uh, above his room in the attic. And the bill came out to be a thousand bucks and he said, you know what, I'm just gonna cover this whole thing. And everyone else in the room was like, what's his name? I want that tenant, oh, you're so lucky. And afterwards I was talking to her and I just, this concept has been in my mind of value and providing value. And I just said to her, well, you led first providing all this value. It's one flat price, utilities, everything's included. They're really nice, it's environmentally friendly. You know, just all these things that she puts into her house. And so she got value back from one of her tenants. And um, the other thing that I've been thinking about lately is talking to strangers. Um, there was an article in The Atlantic that that was titled The Surprising Benefit of Talking to Strangers. And one of the things that it said was often we're, we feel nervous to approach a stranger or when someone approaches us. Um, but afterwards, we're like, "Oh, that wasn't that bad. Actually, it was kind of good." In fact, both people end up generally leaving uh, from a conversation with a stranger feeling better. They were thought, "Oh, that was. I thought that was going to be weird or awkward, and actually, it was kind of pleasant or nice, or I learned something." And um, I've been thinking about those two things: offering value, conversations with strangers. Um, I posted uh, my last post, I think, on Facebook was about um, a. A conversation with a couple on the streets of past christian mississippi and how they invited me to their table and uh, bought me a drink it was a fun hour or 90 minute conversation and um, during that conversation i said i'd really like to talk to somebody that lives in one of these mansions on the um, oceanfront tomorrow and um and so you know we we left and the next day I actually had the opportunity to talk to a guy um who lived in one of those mansions and um he was selling some antiques like high-end antiques and um I just started asking him questions and ended up getting like an hour tour of his place he took me it was a 10,000 square foot mansion he took me through all the rooms explained what he did talked about having to fight after Hurricane Katrina to get things rebuilt I guess the place was condemned by the insurance or somebody and um, it was just really fun it was fascinating Um, 81 year old man and told me about his life showed me his Salvador Dali's and Picasso's and um, other artists that he assumed I knew who he was talking about and I had no clue Um, but it was just, it was really fun just to like hear about his life. And, um, and I started thinking about value and he was, he had listed his mansion for sale for $2.7 million and he had two full price offers that he turned down. And he said, you know, I don't need the money. I don't need to make another dollar another day in my life. Um, he's 81, who knows how much longer his life is going to be, but he has another, um, he said 5,000 square foot house. That's plenty big for one person. Um, but, um, they were, they were offering him full price for the property, $2.7 million. But what he is valuing is that people would get to see and experience this place that he's made and crafted and created and $45,000 chandeliers. And, um, he just, he doesn't want it to be home. One, one of the um buyers was a couple and it was just going to be the two of them and he's like i i don't want it just for some some couple and they were gonna have to scrape together all of their money you know to live there and um another was 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 a different gentleman and um and but neither of them were providing the value that he wanted so he said no to two full price offers um and this week, I, I had the opportunity, I'm in Virginia, um, so I need to buy a gun so I fit in here. Um, and I was I was in the store and the guy helping me, I just asked him, you know, conversation um, is fun. You got to be careful in Virginia. If you're in a hurry and you get in a conversation, it could be a while. And I, I do believe that I added about 10 minutes to this transaction um, by engaging in conversation. Uh, but it was, it was really interesting and, um, I just asked him what he did and, you know, the different things turns out he was a cop and, um, did all different kinds of things as a cop, including crime scene investigation and told me about how, um, after the Virginia tech shootings, one of his friends, the CSI in Blacksburg, had only been had only graduated from school or CSI school or whatever uh, 3 days prior to to the shooting and so he called him up and um and he was like yeah come on down we could use the help so basically spent 11 or 13 hours just you know doing the crime scene and all that that entails i think in the end there was something like 33 murders that day um but he talked about like some of it was just heartbreaking. He talked about a victim whose cell phone was ringing constantly with dad, you know, on the, on the screen. He could see that it was dad calling and, um, I don't know, protocols or whatever. I, you know, he's not answering the phone and, and telling him, I don't know who does that or how that works, but he just said just the, the agony of seeing that go off while he's working the crime scene. And, um, He talked about at the end of the day, walking into Cracker Barrel and um, got a bit misty as he talked about as they walked into Cracker Barrel, they haven't hadn't eaten since breakfast. It's nine o'clock at night and um, and everyone stands up and claps for them. And um, and the manager comes over and says, hey, just want to let you know the meal is on us. Like no charge. Thanks for your work. And and how one day was like the height of his work and what he does and at the same time like the worst day of his whole life and um and as i i went to like pay um he said hey i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a discount um for the work that you've you know you've been doing the last few years and i in my mind i thought yeah maybe that's true maybe it's the work that we did with stop slavery but i think it's because i sat here and heard your story for 15 20 minutes and was interesting was was engaged like it wasn't like i was just being there i think the thing with um with it, being interested asking questions providing value is you get a ton of value out of it now i i wasn't expecting um at all any kind of discount i just was thinking hey it'd be fun to hear this guy's story It'd be a blessing while we're going through this transaction um And a lot over my life, I realized, like, just by being interested, I've, one, learned a lot, like being curious. Um, I remember as a kid, 18-year-old sitting at a cafe in Switzerland and hearing a a former German soldier talk about how he, um, because he spoke English, he was sent to the coast of France and he would listen into English transmissions and, you know, translate those and what his life was like after, after the war. And um, he was telling the story about how um, he was, he was on a truck big, like, you know, one of those big deuce and a half military trucks. And um, he was supposed to take people from wherever they were to another place. Um, but since they didn't know the maps and the signs were all wrong, he was kind of taking them and he took them through his hometown and, his plan was when he got to his hometown, he was just going to run away from the truck and, um, you know, figured they weren't going to do anything to him. Uh, but when he stopped and he saw his family and he hugged him and he told them his plan, they're like, no, get back on the truck. You've, you've got all the food you want, you know, as a, as a prisoner of war. Um, you come here. We have nothing. We don't even have enough for ourselves. So stay in the prisoner of war camp. And um, so he did. And I was thinking about it as I was walking out of the gun shop. I was thinking, that's really cool. Like, I, you know, just in offering him value of interest, of, of being interested in who he was as a person, I got the value of saving 30 bucks on my purchase. And then I thought about it. I, and I actually realized it not just did I get 30 bucks off of this, but Another friend, when I told him I was moving to Virginia, I probably needed to have a gun. Another friend of mine actually off, actually bought that gun for me. They said, hey, um, you know, it was $603 after my discount. And they said, hey, I want to get this for you. I'm sending you 600 bucks." And um, they're like, you can buy a cheap gun and a lot of ammo, a really good gun, not a lot of ammo, whatever. Just 600 bucks. here's a gun to buy. And I realized, I'm like, that is value that I've provided as a friend. Um, And I even told him. I said, listen, I have, um, you know, I have some money in the bank. I could buy this gun, but um, I bought an old fixer upper and like any spare dollar I have probably needs to go to that right now. I'm probably not going to buy a gun. And um, I just think in life, um, those two things of offering value, like one of the things that Jen and I always say, talk about this idea of, um helping one another to flourish, like thinking about the other person. What is going to help them to flourish? And um I think in conversations in life, in friendships, in relationships, thinking in terms of how do I provide value? Like what do I do in this situation, in this circumstance, in this relationship where I can provide more value, you know, like um and leading with that, I think, is always a good thing. Even if you're there's you know, most of the time, like there's nothing coming back your way, um, except that it's just a great way to live. And um, I think we're wired in such a way that as we do that, um, we, you know, there's like, it's a part of purpose in our life. I was reading an article this morning that talked about the balance between pleasure and purpose in each of our lives. And sometimes we lean more towards one and sometimes more towards the other. But Um, and teenagers are the absolute lowest, no surprise in America on purpose, um, and high on their pursuit of pleasure. But, um, I think when we are looking to add value, looking to serve others, looking to be a blessing, um, we get that return in spades. And sometimes I, I just got a text this afternoon that said, Hey, show up for your um interview here and bring this and this and do this. And I just, I thought, um, well, that person's never going to show up for the interview cause it's not, it wasn't intended for me. Um, so I just wrote him back and said, Hey, uh, you got a wrong number. If you have an email address for this person, you might want to reach out to them that way. And they just wrote back and said, Hey, thanks so much for responding. Um, because now they can, you know, hopefully contact this person in some other manner. Um, and I think of I think of that lady who had a tenant buy a thousand dollars worth of in insulation for her property. And it started because she's not thinking, oh, what can I get from my tenants? She's thinking, how can I make how can I make their experience great? Like from start to finish all the things that she thinks about. And she's rewarded by her properties are full. She makes a lot of money. Um She does well. She actually only lives um, here in Roanoke like four months out of the year. She's on her way to Costa Rica right now. Um, But she's able to live in Costa Rica well, one, because it's cheap, and two, because she is providing great value here in Roanoke to people that are living in her apartment building. So anyway, um, hopefully that encourages you to uh, maybe talk to strangers, maybe offer value um, in the relationships that you have. And not not to do it because there's blessings back to you, but um, that's something that I've been thinking of lately. Is a lot of um, a lot of the blessings I've received in life are because I've entered into the relationship or whatever without the thought of what I'm getting back, but just what can I give on the front end? How can I bless this person? You know what um, what would that look like? And, um, I thought that, uh, Jen and I are part for, I thought seven weeks and it turned out through passport and other things, it's going to be a little bit longer. And I was feeling a little bit somber as that reality struck me the other day. And I just had the thought of, um, this sounds, it sounds bad as I'm saying it, but I just had the thought of like, because I've been a person that is offered value, often in conversation, often in, um, relationships, like there's probably a hundred people that I could call right now that would be happy to have my call and it would be a fun conversation. And so I saw one, I was looking through Facebook. I'm like, Oh, we haven't talked in four years, hit dial, had a fun conversation, followed up with another person that I hadn't talked to probably in six months, had a great conversation. Um, but it was just neat to go, you know what? Because Hopefully, at this point in my life, um, at least, you know, for a chunk of my adult life, I've been focused on how do I add value in relationships that when I call, people pick up the phone and are, you know, happy to talk to me. I know there's some of you out there, you probably wouldn't watch this far if um, that's not you, but there's probably some of you that would be like, heck to the no, buddy calls me, I'm not picking up. I just want to encourage you, talk to strangers, add value in your relationship. It's a good way to go. So how can this help us in the business context? Well, um, I had the Facebook post that I referenced earlier. Um, the guy that I met was actually trying to sell his business. He didn't want any down payment for it. It was a business that did pretty well. I would estimate just from the conversation and the vacations that he took at a bare minimum, he's pulling in a hundred thousand a year in profit. Um, probably doing even better than that, but he was willing to give his business away for free to somebody that was willing to work hard to make it happen. Um, the guy that I talked to in his mansion, he actually had a couple businesses um, that were part of that property that um, I think under the right circumstances and the right person bringing value, um, they could potentially walk into that situation without um, much, or any money down at all, um, given the right set of circumstances. And I think that the way that talking to strangers and adding value can make you rich, uh, I think is connecting with business owners that are strangers and just going in and saying, Hey, is your business for sale? Um, Or calling them up on the phone, um, asking them questions, finding out, you know, if it is a business for you. And there's actually people that teach this strategy. Um, There's a number of people Um, Jeremy of the Harbor club. Um, there's a guy, Carl Allen, I think it's called like dealmakers society or something like that. Um, I got a training course years and years ago, 2008, that was all about buying a business with no money out of pocket. Um, whether it's a leveraged buyout or seller financing, talking to the, to the seller and and getting the seller to finance. So there's a lot of ways that that can happen. um, just talking to strangers and and finding things out, finding out who might be selling, um, who would be interested in selling. I'm actually living in a property that I got by calling the lady. The house wasn't for sale. Um, She hadn't listed it and we got a tremendous deal. I think that I hopefully have added, I know that I've added a lot of value to her because she's told me that, she's expressed that to me. She added a lot of value to me by giving me a house well under the Zillow, Zillow listing value for it. Um, I mean, we we bought it, we paid for it, but we're, we're both adding a lot of value to one another in the process. I actually purchased it two and a half months ago. And I think today, hopefully, she's been out of the house for like maybe a little over three weeks. And hopefully today she'll have all her stuff off of the grounds. Um, or I'll probably be carting it over um in my car to her new place. But um yeah, I just want to encourage you, talk to strangers, add value. It's a great way to live. BAM School, facilitating a global self-funding disciple-making movement through business. Thanks for tuning in to the BAM School Podcast. Find show notes, free courses, resources, and more at 4BAM.com.